Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it and enjoy this special free preview. Hello there, everybody. It is the 48th edition of Top Rope Nation Classics here, presented exclusively for our wonderful patrons. I am Ryan Drosty with Jesse Velasquez, Justin Joint. The 48th episode of Classics. We're going back in time to the fall of 1995. Jesse, what were you doing in November of 1995? I don't remember much about this event except for the main event, and I did watch this live, so my memory's becoming spotty. This would have been the beginning of my sophomore year, starting my first year as a varsity hockey player, so I was definitely, yeah, I was definitely very busy. Didn't have much as, as much time for wrestling as I, as I used to, and then, of course, with the school stuff, so again, the main event. Clear as day, remember it all. The rest of it, I don't. So this was a cool refresher course. And my fandom, I suppose, again, was just kind of... I was hovering. I don't have as much of a memory as I used to with that. So, But I do remember watching this show. I don't think that I knew you were on the hockey team. That's new information to me. Did you know that, Justin? That he played Uh, hockey? Wasn't he the goon? (laughs) Mid-90s WWF? Yeah, yeah, he was he was in the midst of that run right now. Wow. Excellent. I what what position did you play? That year I was a center. So I played center my sophomore year and then left wing no, right wing my junior and senior year. Okay. Very did, nice. Did you have sex with any of your teammates' mom? <laughs> or is that just a Chicago Blackhawks thing? That is a Corey Perry thing, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there was even a mom that I found attractive <laughs> at that time. There was one, but it definitely wasn't on that team. It was a baseball, is a yeah, baseball <laughs> team. A really good friend of mine. We'll quick. We'll dive into this one. He ended up being uh, all metro safety. He was a dual player. Got a scholarship at the University of Minnesota, but then he decided they rescinded it for Thomas to pay. Ended up playing in the NFL. So he went on to stay in Cloud State. But anyhow, yes, there was a lot of guys that had a crush on his mom. I was going to say, it's been 28 years. I mean, it's okay to talk about it at this point, I think. So that's that's pretty amazing. Justin Joint, November of 95. What's going on in your world? I was a 
freshman in high school, I was, I think, still all the way out on wrestling at this time because I, you know, we've talked about it a million times, but I, I came back in uh, with the build going into WrestleMania 12. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if I was paying enough attention that the news of Bret Hart being world champ again could have been the trigger for me, like starting to pay attention. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I, I just have no connection to this 93 to 95 WWF. So like I, I, I watch it now and I don't have that nostalgia pull like I do with a lot of the other stuff we watch. Uh, so that kind of works against a lot of, of, of these that we cover in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, kind of similar. So uh, I would have been in sixth grade, three years behind Justin in school. And I was, yeah, I was kind of getting back into wrestling, definitely not watching it all the time. I did find in my research, kind of researching what was going on in Raw and Nitro on this time, that the next night on Nitro was a Hogan Sting match. And it was when Hogan was doing like the, you know, like the black bandana, not NWO yet, obviously. And I kind of remember watching that and being excited about it. So I, I was watching, but I, I was in or out. I, I don't really remember the build to Brett and Diesel that much. But by early 96, just like Justin, we didn't know each other then. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny that that's kind of when we both were getting right back into wrestling, uh, both of us. So, yeah, I mean, I was... Like I said, sixth grade. I remember I was doing a AAU basketball that year and traveling around a little bit, doing some of that. Uh, but uh, that that's about it. Couldn't drive yet, so nothing too exciting. I was renting a lot of video games for the uh, Super Nintendo in that era, I think. Ooh, and, uh, what were you playing? Uh, uh, NBA Live 95 was a favorite yeah, of mine, for yeah. sure. You know, I can't remember if it was then or right before this. It probably came out a little before this. I remember renting over and over at Blockbuster the Nickelodeon Guts video game. I don't you guys remember, remember this? No. Yeah, no. I remember I was like obsessed with that game and it was really hard to rent. It was always rented out. And whenever I would get it, I would be pumped. But yeah, mostly I played NBA Live 95. Uh, I, I loved Mark Price and Dana Barrows in that game. Oh, mm-hmm. Those guys were like the original Steph Curry's of the video game yeah. world, anyways. Was that Chris Webber, Jawan Howard, Washington Bullets year, or was that the following year, '96? Because I played that NBA Live game religiously, and that was my squad. Yeah, I had, I had both of them. I can't remember which one, which year that would have been. To be honest with you, yeah. it was yeah '95. So this was this was when you had player. Player 25 or player, no one meant 25 because of Steve Kerr, player whatever, player 12 or something on the Bulls because they didn't have Michael Jordan in the game. You know, he always mm. had that unnamed shooting guard, but I would still always be the Bulls. And it was always fun, anyway. So, yeah, I remember like that game, that angled camera. I thought it was like the best looking video game I'd ever seen for sports. You know, looking back oh, yeah. now, it looks so, so bad. But at the time, it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. So. So live at the U.S. Air Arena, Landover, Maryland, just over 14,000 people in the building. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer, 
That was just 8,000 paid, however. He said it was a heavily papered show. Uh, that 14,000 met the venue is about three quarters full. The show did a 0.57 pay-per-view buy rate, which equates to, according to WrestleNomics, 135,000 domestic buys, which was down from 169,000 the previous year for Survivor Series 94, and also down from two years earlier when Survivor Series 93 did 180,000. Um, I didn't really, I don't know about you guys, I didn't sense that there was a lot of open seats. I mean, 14,000 is a strong crowd. Yeah, you no, have I, the I minimized entrance way, but no, I mean, Dave saying three quarters full. I don't know if that was from a live report or something, but I mean, 14,000 fans, it's a, it's a good size building, but it, it appeared pretty much full on the broadcast. And when the broadcast opens, the very first thing you see is uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig entering the building and he is going to be the new commentator. And what I most remember about Henning during this time was him doing superstars after this, that they had moved him onto superstars. Uh, he is not good on this show. He is very bad. <laughs> what you guys thought, but. Uh, yeah, it really strange to open the show with, you know, bringing out a commentator, but I guess this was kind of his return, but also who gives a shit if he's a commentator. I mean, I want to see Mr. Perfect in the ring uh, yeah. real quick. I just want to point out, uh, or I'd not point out, but ask the question. Do you buy that the poor buy rate for this show has anything to do with the fact that this was the first Survivor Series that was not paired with Thanksgiving, that this was on a Sunday? It's exactly mm -hmm. where I was going to go, Ryan, or uh, Justin. Yeah, first Survivor Series on a Sunday. As possible, I actually made this reference to uh, at Thanksgiving last Thursday saying, you know, I miss my Thanksgiving PLE slash pay-per-views. Why yeah. don't they bring that back? I don't know if I, I buy it that much. I do like the tradition though, and that they got away from that. I, I wasn't, I'm not a huge fan of that looking back at that period of time. But when you look at the numbers, it's down. I mean, but it's only down what 34,000 and, and business was trending down too. you know, like 95 was not a particularly lucrative year. So it's, it's so close. I think it's a wash. If, if we were still in the era where in your house hadn't started yet, I would say probably definitely, but at this point in time, they're getting their audience in the routine of watching Sunday pay-per-views every month now. So, I mean, I think people at that point, you're what, three, four in your house, let's see, four in your house is in at this point in time. So people should be kind of used to it at this point, I think. Okay. Next question. Do you believe it's just a coincidence that with where business was now and where it would be in... 97 let's say that this was the first of three survivor series to be sponsored by karate fighters but that's what <laughs> actually made the wwf hot i'll tell you man those those sponsorships worked on me because i asked for those damn near every christmas and you know what i never got it wow. I ne and they, that's not even an expensive toy mom and dad i never got the karate <laughs> fighters never fucking got them was like a $30 toy max. <laughs> That's Come not on. bitter at all. Are you I like right? it? Not at all. <laughs> not bitter. But you know what I did get? And I totally forgot to mention this in the pre-show. God damn it. I just glanced at my side. And this is one of the reasons why we delayed the start. Because I was in my storage room looking for this. Oh. got the Coliseum Video Survivor Series 95. And I don't know if you can tell on the stream. It is really good. I mean, there's like no wrinkles on this box yeah. at all. Wow. I'm pretty sure... 
Well, it doesn't have the Hollywood video sticker on. I thought maybe this is one of them, Justin, I got at that Hollywood mm-hmm. video you used to go to. I think I actually got this one on eBay sealed for a really good price, probably late 90s, early 2000s, around that time. So let's set this on the shelf back here. There we go. That's badass, yeah. I always like that cover with the face off. You can't really see it very well back there, but there it is. Uh, yeah, so I do have the Coliseum. So I had seen this show before, but it's been a long time. Now, I've watched the main event a lot, but we've got a lot to get to before we get to the main event. Any other questions for us, Justin? Those are my two big ones. Karate fighters. Now, you mentioned <laughs> we were talking business and and where they would be in 97 and everything. Um, if we're looking at the Monday Night Wars, which had just started at this time, you know, September 4th, 95, the first Nitro Labor Day. Go back in the TRN Classics archives. You can hear us review that show. Uh, I mean, Raw and Nitro, they're they're going back and forth. We have some ties around this time. Um, the prior two weeks, Raw had won the ratings battle. The next two weeks, Nitro would win it. Then Raw would win it again. So, like, we're you know, very, very close at this point in time. But Raw is generally doing, in the fall of 95, this is when we're in the ratings points rather than the overall viewership, um, they're doing, like, in the mid-twos. Uh, November 13th, the prior Monday, they did a 2.6. The night after Survivor Series, they did a 2.3. And yeah, if we go to like the fall of 97, I guess they're they're right around there. Actually up a little bit. They're drawing some threes in 97. Um, but wrestling was getting more popular. You know, 96, they're down a little bit. They're up. They're kind of in the twos for a long time. But I mean, their live attendance generally had not been great. Everyone knows the story about Nash not being a great draw as WWF champion. Yeah, they're like in the low twos in early '97. So like they started to rebound by the fall of '97. But yeah, it's it's not a not a boom period for WWF. That is for sure. We are also weeks if and slash months away from some major changes in the roster, too. Oh, my gosh. Stone Cold Steve Austin or ringmaster Steve Austin making his debut on his birthday, December the 18th of 1995. So a month later, you have Vader signing with the company January 1st of 96. You would then have McFoley slash Cactus Jack. I believe his promo or his uh, opening package was the night after WrestleMania 12. And then you'd have, of course, Dean Douglas leaving the company, going back to ECW as Shane. So there were some significant parts that were flipping here for the WWF. Well, not only that, but it reminded me, uh, boy, what was it? I think it was was the WCW Classics we did recently where like Pillman had just come in. Scott Steiner had just come in, you know, and then looking at this show, you know, talking about who was coming you know, Triple H had just gotten here in the spring. Ahmed Johnson had just showed up. Goldust had just shown up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they were in the midst of uh, a pretty interesting time of change here. Yeah. I'm still looking at these raise numbers. It's, it's pretty wild. You know, a year after this, in November of 96, Raw's doing all damn near the same number they were doing in, in November of 95. The difference is, of course, Nitro had gained like a full ratings point. They're in the three and a halfs at that point in time. And 
And that's when they're in their 80s plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.